Welcome to Quick Tech Talk, hosted by Michael Anderson and Daniel Sloan. Hey folks, welcome to the Quick Tech Talk. We are joined today by my co-host Daniel Sloan and guest Wasim Jarkas, who is a leader in 5G network transformation. Today we will discuss 5G networks, smart cities, and internet access globally. Thank you for joining us, Daniel and Wasim. Always great to see you, Daniel. Good to see you, Michael. Hi, Wasim. Thank you, Michael, and it's a pleasure to have me uh, on the show. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So, Wasim, could you tell us a little bit about digitization and how it affects our lives? Yeah, surely. I mean, we've, we've been hearing a lot about digitization and digital transformation nowadays, so maybe we could explain it in an easier way. What is it about and what is this whole fuss about the digital transformation? So basically what we're talking about is a, a process, a model, a technology, and the culture itself. So these four components constitute what the digital transformation or digitization is. So you'll have to modernize your processes to use digital channels. You have to optimize your model so that it is adapting to all these digital tools that we are having instead of the paperwork and all the bureaucratic human intensive manual work uh, that is underlying all of our daily life and daily routines. And culture, culture is a very important component where people have to have an acceptance for this digital transformation and for the technology, so to say, to start taking over their lives and their routines slowly and surely. Many people do not feel comfortable doing that, but at a certain point in time, with all these digitals, the mobile phones and the, the connectivities that we are having, sooner or later, it's taking over and over more of our daily routines and daily lives. So these four main, uh, simplistic way to define what digitization and what digital transformation is ultimately is allowing technology through a controlled process and model and cultural acceptance to take over more and more our daily routines and daily daily life routines to introduce some kind of efficiency in doing things in a smarter way and in, and in a quicker way yeah so one question i have for you Basim, after thinking about that is you spend a lot of time internationally and live internationally. Where are you seeing some of the, the pushback or resistance to things going digital? Uh, I, I believe I believe it's the, the cultural aspect is the, the main component mm -hmm. uh, that is uh, probably creating some kind of resistance uh, to, to adopt uh, to adopt digital. Uh, at a certain point in time, you have to trust. And uh, trusting sometimes with some private information, uh, trusting with uh, things that are probably too personal to you. And at a certain point in time, you need to establish that level of trust to let go and allow digital to start running those uh, daily chores of yours that are probably consuming your time unnecessarily and you can dedicate that portion of time in doing things that are probably more productive for you instead of uh, spending time and spending effort in, in, in thinking about those chores and performing them. So uh, people need to get the trust factor 
number one. And number two, need to be convinced that by digitization and introducing digital movement, it's going to improve their quality of life by allowing them more time to do things that are more important to them. And this is how it's going to improve their efficiency and they'll improve their quality of life and improve their productivity at time. Thank you. Well said. No, absolutely. And, you know, that really has got me thinking, you know, when you start talking about, you know, uh, how this digitization is going to change our lives. And, you know, we've already seen that now with, you know, how prevalent cell phones are and, you know, we've got 4G now. Talk to me a little bit about why 5G is so special, why people are excited about it, and how is that going to have an effect on our everyday life? True enough, true enough. I mean, 5G is starting to roll out in, in many countries uh, in the world, and 5G has many promises associated with it. I mean, 5G, the first relevant thing that's going to come with 5G is this ultra speeds. Uh, that we gonna experience uh, through our connectivity, whether it's through our mobiles, through our desktops, through our laptops. So it's gonna introduce a whole new realm of uh, uh, connectivity by allowing ultra high speeds. And we're talking about speeds that are in the gigabit per second on your small handset. So you can imagine the potential. We're talking about the 4G you mentioned, 4G at maximum, you will be having probably in the megabits, 100 megabits, 150 megabits, if you're really having a good connection and good network, while 5G is going to offer you the gigabit per second promise at the end of time. So you could imagine the abundance of information that you will be able to process through your digital tools you're having, whether it's mobile phones or other um, uh, iPads or uh, tablets or or, or laptops, but it's not only it. It's not only about these high speeds. Of course, with high speeds, the technology is gonna evolve, and you'll be able to process a lot of information. But 5G is gonna offer much more. Uh, I don't want to sound too technical here, but 5G is gonna introduce faster internet, not only in terms of speed, but in, in simple technical terms, in terms uh, of responsiveness. So the far end is going to be able to respond to you in a much quicker way. That's what we call in technical term latency. It's right. going to offer super, super low latency. And by this super low latency, it's going to unlock a whole new realms of services that is going to improve our quality of life. I could probably mention five quick, most obvious uh, transformations that can be enabled by, by 5G technology. The number one is smart city. All these super responsiveness and ultra high speed is gonna deliver the promise of smart cities at the end of the time. And 5G is gonna be a big enabler. And it is already starting to be a big enabler uh, to really unlock the potential of smart cities. Second thing, which is very interesting, it's very controversial in our in our days right now, is the way we work. I mean, the industrialization of what we work, all these uh, uh, IOTs, what we call it, the Internet of Things. We will have so many connected things in our world, especially in the factories, in the labs, let's say car production, all the industrialized kind of productions we are having. 
it's gonna be much quicker, much faster, and we'll be able to to respond to many demands and many inputs at the same time by introducing a whole new kind of sensors all around our industries. I understand this can be a very controversial issue because this comes, people are reluctant and when you hear about that, they will see that, okay, what about the loss of jobs and these kind of discussions that they're having. That's, that's a totally different discussion, which, which, which we can maybe have it later, but in terms of Introducing and unlocking that capability, 5G is there, and it will unlock this capability in a very, very uh, interesting, interesting manner. Uh, probably a third thing we could think about 5G and how it's going to unlock and improve our quality of life is driverless things, like the driverless cars, driverless deliveries, the drones that we have seen already, like the likes of Amazon, where they started to deliver your packages using your drones. These are using 5G connectivity is where it's going to drop your package in a very accurate manner in the location you have specified, the driverless robots where you put your food delivery and then they will be delivering it to you is, is with a very small machine. And then the driverless cars overall, like the Teslas and the, the, all these driverless cars we've been talking about, 5G is, is going to unlock um, this potential. Uh, Probably another interesting thing I could mention about 5G and how it's going to improve the life is telemedicine. Uh, mm. uh, probably, and it's happening in Korea already, South Korea, it's happening already where uh, probably a surgeon in the, the US, in California, or uh, I don't know, New York somewhere can actually have some tools in his hand and he is gonna be performing a very precise surgical operation for a patient in, Southeast Asia, where they do not have this kind of uh, maybe highly skilled, highly experienced kind of, 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 of doctors. And then doctors in many countries can exchange information and data in real time, and they can do very uh, accurate prognosis and diagnosis for patients. And as I mentioned, they can, uh, they can probably do these uh, operation procedure and it has already happened in many in, in many instances examples we can see probably in, in Korea so this kind of improve the quality of life a lot probably the last thing I can mention not to take too too long time is very relevant to the situation we are in right now the COVID right yeah. and everybody is at home and we need to do meetings and the social distancing and the, all these uh, precautions being taken by the COVID and the pandemic 5G with its capabilities and the speeds and the responsiveness and the latency is gonna be unlocking the virtual spaces, what we call the virtual spaces, right? So uh, gaming, I can be virtually present in your premises, you can be virtually present in our premises, the kind of telcos and conferences we're doing right now, 5G will enable us to do it in real time and higher quality. And in the very near future, there are prototypes where you actually can project a hologram of yourself where I am sitting, or maybe a hologram of myself, where I am sitting, and you mm -hmm. can have an actual meeting with five or six persons, everybody in different place, but the hologram are sitting in front of you. Can That's I freakish. My hair color? Can I make it better? Yeah, you could do that. There will be some oh, options, okay. I believe, right? <laughs> I'm going to have brown hair. I'm going to have a dimple on my chin. I, I like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be more fit also. You can grow muscles, right? Absolutely. Make <laughs> me six inches taller. We'd be in business. Uh, yeah. Well, you, you'd mentioned initially is your first 
benefit with smart cities. And I know uh, Michael was keen to talk to you and, and had some questions about smart cities. Yeah, I'm a big fan of smart cities and I've had dear friends uh, working on smart city development internationally. Um, but in terms of our audience, could you dig in and explain a little bit more about what is a smart city and what type of new benefits will people in urban areas see through citywide network transformation? Yeah, that's a very, very interesting topic, and it's evolving. I think it's it's in its nascency, but the potentials are limitless. Actually, uh, imagine a city uh, where probably everything around you is actually connected, so it has a small brain of its own, like the street lights, uh, the lampposts, the traffic lights. Uh, to a degree, even the plants around you, the greeneries, the plants, wow. they have sensors all around you. They have sensors. So imagine a plant that is actually going dry uh, or uh, it's exposed to extra humidity that is not suitable for its environment. It's going to send you a signal that's telling you that, hey, I need water hey, there is extra humidity or I am being exposed to extra temperature and I cannot withstand it so you can come and do something about me in order for me to stay healthy. Hmm. Things will be talking to you. Uh, so it is, it is everything around you will have sensors and will be able to communicate to you, to your devices, mobile phones, tablets, in a way or another, to tell you things and facts about themselves. Uh, and, and, and then you can react to that and uh, the interactions will become very interesting. And by virtue of these connected things around you, the quality of life is going to improve uh, to an extent and to levels that we could only have imagined. We have seen that in science fiction movies, but it's actually happening as we speak right now. Uh, we, we, we've all dreamed that what if I had my own assistant, uh, no matter uh, what level of job you are, you don't need to be a chief or a president or a vice president anymore to have your assistant. By having all these connected things around you, uh, your mobile phone is actually your personal assistant and everyone's personal assistant wherever you go, no matter where device you have. You have your personal assistant who is constantly connected with all these things around you. Your assistant is talking to them. They are talking to him. They are forming an understanding of the environment around you. And then you can go and ask your assistant about anything. And your assistant is going to be ready to respond to you in a very quick manner. You can ask your digital assistant to hire an Uber, to order a pizza, to check the temperature, to check the forecast. Uh, I mean, you you could you could you could mention it. And this is what smart cities is is, is going to offer at the end of the time. It's all about having everything around you connected and sending signals and thinking, and you will be in a position to understand and hear and act upon all those things that are connected around you and, and sending those signals. So it's, it's, it's a very interesting thing. I tried to simplify it, but really, really the, 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 uh, the, the limit is the imagination there. You, you could think about thousand things that, that the smart cities 
uh, are going to, to offer and, uh, and improve the benefit of life. You would have a sensor if you are a senior citizen, you would have a sensor in your wrist or in your finger, and probably it will be able to detect if you are having early symptoms of a heart attack or maybe a seizure, and it will send the signal automatically to first response. And by the time probably you are about to start to have the heart attack, God forbid, you will have the first response already nearby to you and trying to probably improve your chances of survival. This is what smart cities are going to do to us as a human beings. Well, that's exciting. Like you said, those things you've only dreamed about were seen in science fiction films. Very true, very true. But it is, it, is, it is happening, it is really happening. And, and again, as we mentioned in our earlier, uh, our earlier uh, discussion that uh, 5G is, is one of the main pillars that is enabling uh, those smart cities and the potential of, of smart, uh, smart cities. Uh, cities that are undergoing the urban planning and urban, urban modernization right now which is probably, uh, it was the underdeveloped world that is developing or underdeveloped society that are developing right now are actually, for the irony of it, in a much better position to benefit for, from smart cities because mm -hmm. they are coming with this new infrastructure. Yeah. The relatively developed cities actually will have to undergo a massive transformation in order to actually transform them to the level of, of, of smart cities. That's for the irony of things, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, that makes me think about, you know, we understand what we're going to have to do in a developed city, right, to, to come in and bring in 5G and, and obviously so much easier with that, with new. But, but talk to us about what are some of the initiatives going on? I mean, you know, you talked about these digital systems for everybody, but if I don't have internet, right, if I'm in a part of the world where there's no internet at all, you know, I don't get to have my own personal assistant on my phone. So, what, what kind of projects are going on now to kind of, you know, promulgate and, and, and bring, you know, bring the internet and bring 5G to the world? Yeah. You know what, the first thing that pops in my head right now is the, uh, I don't know how to, say, how to say it in a way that, but it's probably uh, one of the most controversial technologists of all times that we're hearing about right now, Mr. Elon Musk, I think uncontested. Yeah. Uh, technical lunatic geek, whatever you want to call it, in a positive way, probably, right? So one of his projects right now is launching around 4,200 satellites. Uh, yes, it's a project called Starlink. It's actually happening, in, starting in the U.S. right now with these low-orbit satellites, we call it the LEOs. The project is called Starlink, but eventually it's going to be spreading all around the world. And he started, actually, I think he has already put in the orbit hundreds of satellites. Now, those satellites actually are going to able to offer these connectivities seamlessly all over the world uh, in a relatively quick manner. So basically, wherever you are in the world, you will be able to have these connectivities. You don't have to rely on the cell towers right. and having a probably a radio tower or a cell tower nearby to you or have to wait for your service provider until he reaches the area and to roll out the service nearby to you. And then you have to probably to wait or to have to request. And then these things take time in remote areas, in rural areas. 
these kind of projects like the Starlink and similar to Starlink are actually being rolled out right now and they are being installed and sooner rather than later you we will have a ubiquitous uh, connection all around the world in the most remote remote areas in the amazons in the mountains in areas that are totally uninhabited those satellites are going to offer this connect connectivity and they will be linked to the earth uh, of course towers so we will have all this all uh, this connectivity uh, being installed and then the less privileged areas and underdeveloped areas would be able to benefit uh, from this connectivity and this potential ultimately. And this is something that is happening right now. And knowing that Elon Musk is doing this already, I would assume that probably many others is gonna be jumping on the board in a similar, in similar manner. I know Google is, is engaged in a similar project that is probably also controversial where they are actually launching balloons uh air balloons right all around mm -hmm. in the, those cities and they would be able to offer uh, connectivity uh, using these balloons from uh, from the sky uh, towards uh, towards us especially in, in remote areas where infrastructure has not reached yet so these there are a couple of projects that are known probably some others are going to come uh, very soon in order to offer this ubiquitous connection because to be honest in, in in the world we're living right now being unconnected is like being deprived from water and food i mean you cannot afford to be unconnected anymore so true. and and you know it makes me think about because when you talked about this network of satellites starlink and how it's going to be all over the world we're doing a lot of stuff in africa right now and one of the things that is holding africa back as a country is is that infrastructure right they have prepaid cell minutes and they don't just use them for their phone they'll actually use them as a form of currency you can go into a grocery store text them some minutes and buy soda with it right so what's going to happen to a, a, that system for africa if all of a sudden this network of satellite allows them to have 5g and they're basically prepaid cell minutes that they're using as a currency how does that, how do you see 5G disrupting, uh, un, you know, kind of developing countries like Africa in, in this situation? Look, I think it will have positive things, but it will be challenging at the same time. There are reasons for that, right? Because once 5G as a service is available for, 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 for the African countries, as I mentioned, they're using the minutes as a, as a, as a currency of, of payment. And uh, given that 5G is, is service hungry and it's, it's 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 really fast probably what i would see is that it will consume their minutes in a quicker way so it would be challenging for them because uh, they would be probably need to, to to charge their minutes because they will be using those services and will be a new set of services that they will be interested with so probably it will be a some kind of a, a challenging factor for them from consumption perspective economically in order for that, in order for, uh, for 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 uh, for the African for the African people to ramp up uh, to the economies of scale that five uh, G is offering, I mean that's one aspect to look at it. But another aspect is actually it's gonna offer them a whole new set of opportunities of connectivity, 
well, it will improve their economics and they can offer their services, they can offer their knowledge, they can offer their kind of experience right. using this 5G. So it will create a whole new ecosystem for them where, yes, you will have uh, more potential to consume, but equally you have more potential to learn uh, given that the world has become more open to you and you will be able to offer uh, more services remotely where you are in in uh, in Africa so it has it has two aspects uh, they will even out each other eventually in my opinion but as an overall denominator and outcome of that it will be again probably uh, an improvement in the quality of life and creating a more and more ever connected world yeah well said that's exciting to think about the reduction of barriers because of technology right yeah. where 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 you are in the world geographically um, rural or urban whether you're in a smart city or not you still have access to internet and that's access to both education and employment which will only elevate the world economically socially and and so that i think is a really exciting future agreed it is, it is, it is indeed. And interestingly, you mentioned Michael, uh, the, the employment. Again, uh, COVID. I think, uh, to be honest, uh, I might sound probably a little bit weird or by saying, but I think COVID ultimately has created, and we will see that it has created more positive things for us as humans. Of course, I mean, it is a pandemic, and yeah. there has been, uh, I mean, life losses, of course. But eventually, it made us realize that we can live our lives in a totally different manner. Uh, we've seen that these remote jobs right now, where you actually have to be in the place where you are employed, employers right now have accepted the fact that you can be anywhere in the world and you can still offer a very decent service for me, so I don't need to bring you over. I mean, if someone is in Africa and he needs to work in the U.S., doesn't need to go through all the bureaucracy of the visa and you know all these controversial issues about the worker he can actually work there and without the COVID, probably employers were not accepting that fact and but now with the COVID and with the technology facilitating that it becomes something acceptable so it it, it is it is in the benefit after all yeah well said and wasim i really appreciate your, your insight and your time today and joining us all the way from Bahrain and it being in the early hours of the morning. If I was as sharp as you at, you know, 1 a.m. in the morning, I, I, I don't know, I, that'd be pretty powerful. Yeah, uh, thanks for coming on our time zone. Yeah, yeah that's true, that's true. Really no, it was all my pleasure, really. It was my pleasure, very interesting talk. And really, Daniel and Michael, it's a, it's, it's a pleasure, very, very interesting topic. And it's, it's only tickle your brain to think about more and more stuff. Thank Not you very much. Thanks to you, Right. right. I'll, I'll have nice dreams after that. <laughs> about, I have to, do I have to give my assistant time off? Do I have to give this assistant? You know, you're giving me all kinds of things to think about with yeah. this digital assistant now. Yeah. The, 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 what I told my assistant right now is that remember to wake me up tomorrow or today at six. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we'll, we'll have to have you back on sometime with him to, to continue the conversation because I think this was a a lot to take in and learn and grow in, and I'm sure we'll have more questions to follow up. It would be my pleasure. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you, and take care. Um, thank, thank you. you guys. Appreciate it.
Thank you for streaming this episode of Quick Tech Talk with Michael Anderson and Daniel Sloan. Thank you.